Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. ...by the work with a minimal delay. In Maryland, heavy on the outer loop through Greenbelt. Mobile work zone came and went. Northbound traffic on the BW Parkway, slow in the vicinity of the Beltway. 270 local lanes northbound, some sluggish traffic near Falls Road past the distraction. Not too bad in the main lanes up to Germantown. The WTOP Traffic Center is presented by Window Nation. Pay no interest for five years on your new windows. Visit windownation.com. Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Our forecast now from Steve Rudin. Clouds are going to continue to build moving through the afternoon with daytime high temperatures around 40 to 45 degrees. Mostly cloudy overnight. May see a stray shower or two and some patchy fog. We're dropping down to the 30s. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy. Chance for afternoon and evening showers 45 to 50 degrees and rain on Thursday with highs in the 60s. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. Cloudy skies were at 46 in the nation's capital. 259. You're listening to WTOP Washington's Top News live, local, 24-7. This hour of news is sponsored by Lido Pizza. Lido Pizza never cuts corners. Good afternoon. I'm Sean Anderson. I'm Ann Kramer. Coming up. Voters are heading to the polls today in New Hampshire to cast their ballot in the Republican primary. CBS News senior White House and political correspondent Ed O'Keefe will join us live from New Hampshire at 315. Montgomery County's superintendent says there's progress on handling complaints of misconduct. I'm Kate Ryan. People can be mean on social media. Some say writing in cursive could help stop some of that behavior. I'm Nick Ainelli. Why you may have to consider taking shorter showers this summer. I'm Scott Gelman. Downtown 93, NASDAQ up 40. 3 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Staples. I'm Monica Ricks. CBS legend and veteran journalist Charles Osgood died today at 91. Our Matt Piper remembers. Charles Osgood got into broadcast journalism because he thought it would be fun. His career lasted for more than half a century because he was so good at it. I can't think of anything that I could have done for a living that gave me as much uh, sense of satisfaction. From college radio at Fordham University to working at WCBS AM. Parachuting disaster on Lake Erie. As many as five feared killed as a light plane. Hits- then moving on to the CBS network in radio. The Osgood Files. And TV. Good morning. I'm Charles Osgood, and this is Sunday Morning. Our other big story today is, of course, New Hampshire, where voters are hitting the polls in the nation's first presidential primary. I'm a Nikki Haley uh, endorser. I'm hoping for a major win for Donald Trump. Haley's still trailing Trump, but independent voters could help her. CBS's Ed O'Keefe is in Manchester. Haley's arguing, look, only about one and a half percent of the country has weighed in on a race that affects everyone. More Republicans should have a chance to weigh in. She intends to soldier on. Her team also points out she's raised about a million and a half dollars since Florida Governor Ron DeSantis dropped out of the race on Sunday evening, a sign that there is at least some support coming in to help her. President Biden is not on the ballot in New Hampshire. His first primary is South Carolina. Israel says 21 soldiers are dead in its worst day of the war since October 7th. Reporter Linda Gradstein. The Israeli army spokesman Daniel Hagari said troops had wired two two-story buildings with explosives to blow them up near the Israeli border. As far as we know, an RPG was fired by terrorists at a tank securing the forces and simultaneously an explosion occurred in the buildings, Hagari said. 
Most of the forces were inside or near them. Wars, climate change, even AI is now causing the doomsday clock to tick closer to midnight. Bulletin President and CEO Rachel Bronson tells us the 2024 doomsday clock reads 90 seconds to midnight. She says the reading is unchanged from last year because of a variety of global threats, but it is still possible to turn the clock back. Allison Keyes, CBS News, Washington. The World Health Organization is calling for urgent vaccination efforts for measles in Europe, more than 30,000 cases were reported there last year. And social media is buzzing about Barbie. Margot Robbie and director Greta Gerwig got snubbed in today's Oscar nominations. Oppenheimer had the most nods with 13. This is CBS News. Staples stores provide innovative products and services for small business, remote workers and learners, even teachers and parents. Explore more at your local Staples store. It's 3.03 on Tuesday, January the 23rd. We have a mostly cloudy sky, warmer in the area. Temperatures are hanging around in the mid to upper 40s. Good afternoon. I'm Ian Kramer. And I'm Sean Anderson. Top local story this afternoon. Tension at one of the largest school systems in the D.C. area is coming to light. Yesterday, we told you about Montgomery County School Superintendent Monifa McKnight going public with a statement saying members of the school board were trying to get her to leave her job. WTOP's Kate Ryan now tells us the school board is out with a report on how things like sexual harassment and workplace misconduct should be handled. The action plan released by the Montgomery County School Board addresses a number of criticisms related to how the school system dealt with complaints about a former middle school principal, Joel Beidelman. Beidelman has been on leave since allegations of sexual harassment came to light after he was promoted. The plan comes in advance of a county inspector general's report on how the school system handled the complaints lodged against Beidelman And on the same day that Superintendent Monifa McKnight issued a public statement saying she's been asked to step away from her job, a move she made clear she's fighting. The Board of Education says it won't comment because that is a personnel issue. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. 304 public universities have long handed out acceptance letters to those legacy and legacy applicants. Young people who apply to the college, who have relatives who are alumni or donors of that school. Today, the Virginia Senate passed a bill that would ban special treatment when it comes to admissions. The measure now goes on to the House of Delegates in Virginia. Supporters say it will create more equal opportunities for college applicants of all backgrounds. So far, no college has spoken out against the bill. There have been no comments yet from Governor Youngkin's office. While many schools around the D.C. region still make students learn cursive handwriting, it's not taught as widely as it once was. One expert is still urging parents to make sure their kids not only learn it, but use it regularly. If parents put an emphasis on learning cursive... Our kids are going to have less identity problems. They're going to be more creative. That's the claim from Ravi Hatising, a public speaker on education and a cursive advocate. He says unlike typing on the smartphone, writing in cursive... allows us to share our own identities and identify who we are through our handwriting. And it just makes us more compassionate and empathetic. He says that might even help curb some of the bullying and nastiness that often circulates on social media. If we are writing in cursive as opposed to typing, we are slowing down our thoughts to the point 
where we recognize them and start to recognize ourselves. Nick Einelli, WTOP News. Well, Nick will go into the ABCs of curly cues and loops coming up uh, at 345 as we talk about the advantages of cursive writing. That's right here, 345 on WTOP. Well, we are halfway through this school year, but you can already register for summer camps. And as WTOP's Lynn Bowie tells us, you probably shouldn't wait much longer to start signing your kids up. And when that happens, will you be ready? If you come to us the day before school ends, right, you're you're going to have very slim pickings at that point. Many area summer camps open enrollment this time of year. Carmen Barrios with Montgomery County Recreation says some of their programs are already full. So don't delay. Put that plan together for summer now. Have those plans in place, right, so that then you can enjoy the rest of winter without having to worry about what we're going to do for summer. Some homework for the parents out there. Lynn Bowie, WTOP News. Last summer, governments all across our region advised people to hold off on watering their lawns and take shorter showers because of a drought. WTOP Scott Gelman tells us it is still too early to say whether we'll be told to do some of that again this year. Drought conditions are getting better, but Michael Nardalili with the Interstate Commission on the Potomac River Basin says... We need to have a continuation of our rain situation in the next few months before we, uh, you know, we say that uh, we're, we're, we're out of the woods. One part of our area is being closely monitored. There's only portions of the basin that are in what we call abnormally dry conditions, and that's the Shenandoah Valley of uh, Virginia. Last week's snow is helping. The snowpack is very good because... Uh, the snow uh, then uh, melts gradually uh, and then filters into the groundwater. But he warns that it's still too soon to know whether we'll have to take shorter showers and conserve water this summer. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. Coming up in Money News after traffic and weather. A boat show for buyers and rudder kickers alike. I'm Jeff Claybaugh. It's 308. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks, Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. In northwest D.C. at Palisades Detour, getting slower as traffic gets heavier. Outbound from Georgetown on Canal Road, you can't continue out. You'll have to bear right and go uphill on Foxhall Road toward MacArthur Boulevard. That part of Canal Road is blocked for ongoing Power pole and wire repairs. Key Bridge outbound, Roosevelt Bridge outbound, not bad. George Washington Parkway northbound, heavy early beyond the Spout Run Parkway, in part because of the canal road closure on the other side of the Potomac. Volume delays in the Beltway in Virginia, westbound on 66 toward Oakton. 95 southbound brief delays at the Occoquan. And in Maryland, some slow spots here and there on the Interloop, pulling into Silver Spring and out of College Park. 270 northbound, the incident near Falls Road out of the way. The local lanes are open the ramps are open and from that point forward should be a pretty smooth trip except near the lane drop beyond clarksburg road 27 north of damascus delays reported both ways 95 in the bw parkway beltway to beltway good route 50 delay free between the beltway and the bay bridge the wtlp traffic studio is furnished by regency furniture you can finance 60 months now with no money down not a cent out of pocket regency furniture affordable never looked so good dave dildine wtlp traffic now let's 
get a check of our forecast from Steve Rudin. Clouds continue to increase moving through the afternoon with daytime temperatures anywhere between 40 to 45 degrees. Could be a bit milder in some neighborhoods farther to the south. Mostly cloudy skies overnight with patchy fog. A stray shower or two can't be ruled out. Wake up temperatures early tomorrow morning in the 30s. Mostly cloudy with a chance for a few showers during the afternoon and evening on Wednesday. Temperatures 45 to 50 degrees. We're in the upper 50s to middle 60s with areas of rain on Thursday, mid to upper 60s on Friday. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. Not much of a breeze. Temperatures warming up. 44 in Woodbridge, 46 in Upper Marlboro. Downtown D.C. now at 47. And we're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Here's Jeff Playball. Johnson & Johnson's COVID vaccine never caught on. So waning sales of COVID vaccines in general haven't heard it like Pfizer and Moderna. Johnson & Johnson's medical devices sales surged 13%. It was the third straight quarter with no COVID sales, though. The D.C. Boat Show is back. Returning to National Harbor in May. It's not free. Tickets are $30. 200 boats on display, food and music. Last year was the first year for a D.C. boat show in 14 years. Dwindling attendance canceled it in 2008, but interest in boating soared during the pandemic. How much pizza do you eat? A nationwide survey by Pizza Hut, not just of its customers, but anybody who answered, says the average is three times a month. Eight slices monthly or three slices per sitting. That's a lot of pizza, unless it's the frozen kind. Thin crust is the most popular pepperoni, the top topping. In the D.C. area, the top pizza style preference is New York style pizza. I could not eat three of those. Oh, man. The Dow is down 93 points. The S&P 500 is up 11. The Nasdaq is up 48. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. Families in poverty are facing a global food crisis. $50 provides a food kit to feed a family for a month. Just text the word radio to 97646. Up ahead on WTOP, CBS correspondent Ed O'Keefe joins us live from New Hampshire, where voters are casting their ballots in the Republican primary today. It's 312. A study in the journal Menopause links infertility to some midlife menopause symptoms. It found that struggling with infertility can increase the risk of having mental health symptoms of menopause later in life. Dr. Mary Mellencon, an obstetrics and gynecology specialist at MedStar Washington Hospital Center, says the findings will help in treating menopause symptoms. If a patient is coming specifically for menopausal-related symptoms, I think now, going forward, we as providers will look more critically at whether that patient may have experienced infertility in the past. We typically will ask about previous childbearing and, you know, those sorts of things, but perhaps looking at it a bit more critically, knowing that this evidence is is out there. And MedStar offers several options to treat infertility and depression related to menopause. To schedule a consultation, please visit medstarhealth.org slash intel. Medical intel sponsored weekly by MedStar Washington Hospital Center. Have you heard of plantar fasciitis? Hi, it's Jonathan Cotton with the Good Feet Store, and while that condition can be hard to pronounce, it's even harder to live with. Imagine jumping off the back of a pickup truck onto some rocks. That's what it felt like when I was suffering from plantar fasciitis. I was a runner who could no longer run, and my foot pain impacted me both physically and emotionally. Coming to the Good Feet Store was the first step to living my life pain-free. 
After searching and trying so many other products, I finally found relief with Good Feet Arch Supports, and they still keep me running today. Now I get to help others who are struggling with plantar fasciitis to live their life pain-free. Maybe it's your turn. Is foot pain holding you back from living the life you love? Visit the Good Feet Store today for a free personalized fitting and test walk. The Good Feet Store has locations across greater D.C. and Baltimore. Visit goodfeet.com to book your appointment today or just stop by. I'm Jonathan Cotton, and we look forward to seeing you soon at the Good Feet Store. Later this hour, we remember Charles Osgood, the veteran CBS journalist, died today. He was 91. Keep it here on WTOP. Here's Andy Neal the managing director for Aon Public Sector Partnership on the discussion of why federal agencies and departments need to invest in understanding their physical climate risk, sponsored by Aon. Using these models, using the data sets around climate, around catastrophe, is a journey. It's not something where you're going to get a fast answer and be done with the analysis. The models are developing, the science is developing, the understanding is developing, And you have to start into it. One of the important first steps is to actually get that baseline view. Aon exists to shape decisions for the better, to protect and enrich the lives of people around the world. We provide our clients with advice and solutions that give them the clarity and confidence to make better decisions, to protect and grow their business. Aon is in the business of better decisions. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. 315, I'm Sean Anderson. I'm Ann Kramer. Thanks for being with us. Campaign 2024 now on WTOP, and all eyes are on New Hampshire, where voters are casting their ballots in the presidential primaries today. More specifically, the spotlight is on who Republicans in the Granite State are voting for. The results could make or break former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley's presidential campaign. Well, joining us now from New Hampshire is CBS News senior White House and political correspondent Ed O'Keefe. Ed, hope that it's a little bit warmer. Last time we talked to you, it was absolutely frigid how cold you guys were in the first state in the caucuses in Iowa. So where are you talking to us from now and how are things going there today? We are in lovely Merrimack, New Hampshire, where it's uh, balmy 37. So we've uh, definitely moved up in the world, at least temperature wise. And we are, as you guys said, waiting to see how close does Nikki Haley get to Donald Trump tonight? And is it enough to justify her continued campaigning into her home state of South Carolina in February and the Super Tuesday states beyond? The all estimates here uh, and polling in recent days suggests the former president enjoys a double-digit advantage over Haley, but with record turnout expected today, north of 330,000 voters in this state of only about 1.7 million or so, uh, the, the expectation at least is that, uh, that, that there will be hefty Republican turnout, uh, and it's unclear exactly who that will be for. Yeah, I was going to ask you, uh, the voters that you've been talking to and your colleagues have been talking to today, is there a sense at least that she has at least a little bit of momentum in, in this particular contest? Well, there's a sense that she's certainly keeping, uh, you know, that she's that, that she's within striking distance, perhaps. And what it would take is a sort of a last day surge of interest or perhaps concern, anti-Trump concern to get her as close to him as possible. Earlier, uh, Governor Sununu here, the Republican governor of New Hampshire, suggesting that she may be into the 40s. And that would be a pretty respectable showing uh, against uh, the former president, who at this point very well could top 50 percent of the vote. And as long as you get more than 10 percent in this contest, you get delegates. So she would walk out of here as she did in Iowa 
with at least a handful, but certainly Trump would continue to have the advantage and the ability to say, hey, GOP, it's time to wrap this up. Even though we've only been two states, it's clear I'm going to win this thing. And uh, Nikki Haley has said, and particularly this morning before she hit the campaign trail, that she doesn't listen to what Donald Trump says. She doesn't pay attention to what he's doing. But when he's telling her, you know, the time is up, it's time to go. Can she is there any reason to hang on to South Carolina if she can't even get get a chunk of his of the support away from him? Well, you know, you could argue that that this is still early in the process and that there are other states yet to come that deserve a competition. And and, then she may continue to argue that that the country deserves uh, the option to get at least one of the two guys uh, who are in there or about to be in their 80s out of the way. It is a it is an argument that found at least some level of support in Iowa and a late surge of it. Uh, It is one that she's finding here, if only because people don't want Trump to be the Republican nominee. It may not be that they want her. They just want anybody but him. And conceivably, as you go into other states across the Midwest, the South and the West, where Trump may not be as widely favored by Republican base voters, her theory is she may find support and be able to pick off a few. But again, if he comes out of here with a double digit win, it'll be very hard for her to turn against the Trump machine, uh, even the one he's amassed in South Carolina, and justify her continued existence. I think what people need to remember, there's about five weeks to go until the South Carolina contest. You're going to see Republicans hold their primary on February 3rd in South Carolina, but Republicans aren't going until February 24th. So how do you sustain interest? How do you raise money? How do you maintain momentum over those five weeks? That'll be the big challenge and question she'd have to answer should she trail badly tonight. And only have 30 seconds here, but uh, President Biden is not on the Democratic ballot in New Hampshire. Uh, is there any sense that he could be embarrassed a little bit today by just ha- trying to have a writing campaign? He could be, but his campaign insists they're not paying attention to New Hampshire because it's no longer officially the first primary for Democrats. It is South Carolina instead. There is a contest here, but delegates will not be rewarded. It doesn't officially count. It will count in the sense of momentum and public appearances and could be a sign of sagging enthusiasm if he can't pull off a win. He faces the Minnesota Congressman Dean Phillips, the author and activist Marion Williamson, but they're both expected to trail the president who supporters are mounting a write-in campaign for him, urging Democrats to show up and express support, even though he kind of snubbed them. Ed, we appreciate your time as always. Take care. CBS News Senior White House and political correspondent Ed O'Keefe. WTOP's traffic and weather together. Dave Dildine in the traffic center. Northwest D.C. on Canal Road, leaving Georgetown. All traffic past the university sent uphill on Foxhall Road. From Palisades, you should be able to reconnect with Canal Road and continue to the chain bridge by way of Reservoir Road if that works for you. But that portion of Canal Road will be closed below the reservoir, closed by Pepco this afternoon for pole and wire repairs. Leaving the Key and Roosevelt bridges on I-66, not too bad, just heavy westbound near Vieta Metro and Centerville. In Manassas, President Biden has arrived. There are traffic stoppages ongoing along and near 234 Prince William Parkway, generally between University Boulevard and Clover Hill Road in Manassas. No motorcades this afternoon on 395. Outbound traffic heavier between the 3rd Street Tunnel and Sherlington. Beltway volume delays have certainly developed, but no major mishaps on 495 in Maryland or Virginia, 270, 95 in BW Parkway. So far, so good. Slowdowns come in separate stretches. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation has been at the forefront of inflammatory bowel disease research and care for over 50 years. Learn more about research, education, and support at Crohn's Colitis Foundation.org.
Org. Dave Doldine, WTOP Traffic. Let's head over to the 7 News First Alert Weather Center. Meteorologist Steve Rudin joins us. Steve, we've got clouds, but boy, is it a little bit warmer. Steve, can you hear us? It is definitely yeah. a milder afternoon across the area with temperatures that are well into the... Do you hear me? We can hear you okay. All right, so we're looking at mild temperatures moving through the remainder of the afternoon. Obviously, we're having some trouble with Steve's report there. Here we go. Clouds are going to continue to build moving through the afternoon with daytime high temperatures around 40 to 45 degrees. Mostly cloudy overnight. May see a stray shower or two and some patchy fog. We're dropping down to the 30s. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy. Chance for afternoon and evening showers, 45 to 50 degrees. And rain on Thursday with highs in the 60s. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. 47 in Hyattsville, 47 in Herndon. We've got 46 Foggy Bottom brought to you by Len the Plumber Heating and Air. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Still ahead. Envelopes, please. We now know this year's Oscar nominees. I'm Jason Fraley. 322. Embrace the world and create unforgettable memories with KLM Royal Dutch Airlines. KLM can fly you to over 160 destinations worldwide. Discover the charms of Europe, the cultural wonders of Africa, the magic of Asia, and more. All through KLM's convenient flight schedule. Whether you're a seasoned explorer or embarking on your first overseas, Overseas adventure, KLM is your gateway to the world. So what are you waiting for? Plan your next trip by contacting your travel agent or going to KLM.com. Again, that's KLM.com. Why choose a Sleep Number Smart Bed? Because no two people sleep the same. Only the Sleep Number Smart Bed lets you each choose your individual firmness and comfort your sleep number setting. The Climate 360 Smart Bed is so smart, it actively cools or warms up to 13 degrees on either side for your ideal sleep temperature. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Special Edition Smart Bed, plus free home delivery when you add an adjustable base. Ends Monday. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. To find a store near you, visit sleepnumber.com. Hi, it's Julie Olabanji. And Tony Perkins from News 4 Today. And the best part of our morning is you. We love hearing why more of you wake up with News 4 Today. This is the team that helps me rise and shine. The energy that you guys, it comes through the TV. The banter, the humor. Um, I don't want anything else but town of fool. You're my family. And you're a part of our family, too. Join us for News 4 Today on NBC4 weekday morning starting at 4 a.m. We're working for you. This is WTOP News. 323. Well, we now know the nominations for the 96th Annual Academy Awards. WTOP film critic Jason Fraley breaks down this year's nominees. Oppenheimer exploded with the leading 13 nominations and will finally achieve what the superhero flicks couldn't as Dark Knight director Christopher Nolan will finally win the director prize and Iron Man star Robert Downey Jr. should win supporting actor. Truman needs to know what's next. What's next? Meanwhile, Barbie snagged eight nominations, including Best Picture, but Margot Robbie was snubbed for Best Actress. My heels are on the ground. At least Ryan Gosling was Kenoff for Supporting Actor, and America Ferreira earned a Supporting Actress nod for her spot-on monologue. It is literally impossible to be a woman. And while Leo DiCaprio was snubbed for Killers of the Flower Moon, Lily Gladstone became the first Native American woman nominated for Best Actress. See all the nominees on WTOP.com. Jason Fraley, WTOP News. Oscars air March 10th on ABC. Today, we lost one of the true legends of broadcasting of CBS News, Charles Osgood. He passed away peacefully in New Jersey at the age of 91. Charles Osgood was a legend at CBS on the radio. The Osgood Files. This is Charles Osgood. And on TV. Listen for the trumpets Sunday morning. 
Over four-plus decades, he served as an anchor and reporter for every news program on the network, becoming known for his trademark bow ties, folksy manner, and fondness for poetry. It was the day after Christmas, and what do you know, down from the sky in the east fell the snow. From the quirky to the profound, he covered it all. The difference between news and history is that 